The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode 119. Talk about making numbers sexy again with Danielle Hayden. Danielle Hayden is a reformed corporate chief financial officer who is on a mission to help rule-breaking female entrepreneurs understand their numbers so they can gain the confidence needed to create sustainable profits. After spending 10 plus years in the boardroom as a corporate finance officer, Danielle is now in her sweet spot as the co-owner of Kickstart Accounting Inc., where she helps business owners with bookkeeping, financial analysis, and education. And she's the author of the Profit Planner book series. Happy New Year, y'all. We're talking money and numbers, and I can't think of a better person to do this with than Danielle. We're talking about what metrics to include in your financial dashboard, how to budget through a business model pivot, what KPIs to track, how to evaluate whether that shiny object you want is really the right investment for you. So this one might require more than coffee or tea. You do you. Go grab a drink, grab a notebook and a pen. We are going to talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It's me, your girl, Renee Dallow. Hey, we're talking about money today. So if you need to go get a coffee or a wine or a bourbon, just do it now. I'm telling you, it's not going to be scary. But I know every time we talk about money, I get all the emails about like, it's so uncomfortable. So um, get a little uncomfortable and help me welcome our guest for this week, Danielle Hayden. Danielle, how the hell are you? I'm doing pretty fantastic. And I, I love your I love your intro because... <laughs> You know, it is, it's a hard topic for people. And yeah. I, I just, I just want to like elaborate on that, that, you know, you're not alone in that feeling and that emotional, I, we hear from a lot of our clients, like, is it just me that feels this way? This is so scary. And, and you're not alone. Um, right. And I promise we'll make it like as approachable and unoverwhelming as possible. Love it. I love it. Um, I will say I've been in business for myself for like 13 years in year, like one and two, I would fully cry all the time about money and like not understanding how to run a budget and like even just having to do my own QuickBooks literally would just make me teary because I hated it so much. Because I think when we talk about money, it kind of kicks up all of this, I don't know, all of this like latent beliefs that we have that were given to us by our family and our people and our lives. And it just brings up all this other BS, right? Yeah, there's there's trauma involved. There's yes. <laughs> right, there's whatever our parents' trauma was and whatever their parents' trauma was, right? Like yeah. you you've heard all these stories about money. You've heard your neighbors, right? Like maybe the kids growing up and their stories around money. Like you hold all of that with you. Uh, and that's influencing how you approach approach money and your your finances. And something that I've I've been thinking about a lot lately. Uh, my, my my daughter's 16 and my son's 12, and you know, they come home with these reports cards. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking that the you know, last report card season when they were both like, oh my God, am I grounded? How did I do? It was like measuring their self-worth. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. 
like, no kidding. This is why every business owner has a hard time with getting their numbers, right? Because when you look mm -hmm. at your numbers or your bookkeeper sends you your numbers, you're like, I don't want to look at this. It's like getting my report card. Did I pass? Did I fail? And, and, and is yeah. this going to hurt or help my self-worth? Maybe... Maybe it gives you validation, right? Because you're a, a box checker. So I just think that we pull all those childhood <laughs> experiences uh, with us into this QuickBooks numbers mindset, money mindset. Uh, yeah. We pull all of that with us. Yeah. And I think so much of the work of entrepreneurship, I mean, I say this all the time on the show, but I think one of the true just jobs as an entrepreneur is really knowing yourself and knowing where your where your soft spots are and where your, you know, where your little prickly bits are. And like, I'll be honest. And I think I might've said this on the show before, but like, I was not good at math as a kid. Like when you look at my standardized scores as a child, like in first grade, I was getting like a hundred percent on like the language and like 50% on math. So the story of my whole life has been like, well, Renee's not good at math and therefore Renee's not good with money. Mm -hmm. So when I started making a lot of money, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm not good at money, even though I had successfully made a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like you look at the truth of what's happening versus the old story that you might have. And those two things might not actually be in harmony anymore. And then you have to do the, the real self work of being like, well, what's the story right now? Right? Like who am I in this moment? And what's my money story right now? And now I can, I can say with like, like 87% confidence. I actually like looking at my books and I really, I'm someone who like, I check it all the time. Like I have a bookkeeping company that does it, but I log on all the time. I'm like, what's going on? How am I doing? Because it, it's more of a tool that it is a judgment. Mm -hmm. Tool in your tool belt. I, I mm. love that. Instead of thinking of it as pass fail, Am I worthy or not? Right. Right. Like this right. is just one of the tools in my tool belt that can tell me, hey, what went well? Right. And what's right. not going well. So I can do more of what's working and less of what's not working. And I know that I, that that it might sound like we're oversimplifying it, but I do genuinely believe there are no failures in entrepreneurship. It's just what lesson is there to be learned. And and the numbers give us a tool, a way of being able to look at what's what's going on so that you can redirect your energy and redirect your time and really be successful as a business owner, because that's what it's really all about. I agree. And also for, for me, and I, I would imagine for many listeners, because we're all in the wedding industry, or most of us are, is that like when I look when I look at the numbers and I'm looking at data, it's easier for me to remove the emotion, right? Like, well, I don't, I feel like that launch wasn't so great, or I feel like I haven't booked enough this year. Well, it's like, you look at it and you're like, well, did I or not? <laughs> you know, like feelings aside, the numbers don't lie. Yes. Yeah. We can't run our business with a gut check, right? So, I mean, you can gut check it, but not from your gut. And it's really interesting. I I talk about my time at working as a CFO for these mid-sized businesses a lot because I think it's really important, you know, when I was working with the board of directors or the investors or the CEOs, none of them were like, well, let me see what I think, right? What? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, my belly and my heart today are telling me that we should sign up. Absolutely not. You know, they, they use their gut to check it, right? But they would say, Danielle, what's the numbers? What is the data? Um, what is it showing us? And then we would say, all right, does that, does it feel right? Right. Like the, now we can give that a gut shock check and, and then make business decisions on it. I think it's so interesting that as entrepreneurs, a lot of us go the exact opposite way. We are running with our emotions and we forget to ever do a data check. Right. And I, yeah. I'm glad you say, I feel like the launch didn't go well. We have clients who say to us all the time, I feel like I'm, I'm losing money. 
we had a, we had a client come to us last year and she said, Danielle, I need you to teach me how to run my business at a loss. And I'm like, all right, all right. Okay. I'll teach you. Um, but we did what we call a catch up. And that means we took all the transactions from the year and we pulled it into the QuickBooks uh, system. And this was around October at the time. And we pulled it in and we said, Hey, um, we have a problem. She's like, Oh my God, what's the problem? Am I losing my business tomorrow? I'm like, kind of the opposite. You are not only killing it, but you're making a profit and you haven't saved for taxes all year long. Um, so now we need to make some business decisions and get ready for tax season. Right. Because you're going to have a tax bill to pay. But Because she thought that she'd be running a, de- a deficit. Oh, how funny. Yes. Yeah. So it's just, it just, you know, it's just a story to show you like it, your feelings, right? What, the, what your gut check isn't always right. I would say it's probably frequently wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, judging for myself, right? Um, and sometimes, you know, it's funny because I, I do have a company that does my books because I'm quote unquote bad at it, right? That's the story I tell myself. But also it's nice to not have that um, task. But sometimes I just pull out like a Google sheet and just do some calculations on my own just as a little like additional, like, wait, is this one particular thing? Like, let me just see the numbers in front of me, right? So I think when we're looking at metrics and Well, first of all, let's go back. For everyone listening, like you should have some idea of your financial dashboard. But if someone is listening and they're like, oh my God, I don't even have that. What's that? Let's start from the beginning. Like what should we be tracking? Yeah. So um, I'm going to give you a few metrics that way. Even if you don't have an accounting system, this is still something that you can use. Because a lot of times when I start talking to people about key performance indicators and numbers to look at on your profit and loss, it can feel really overwhelming because if you don't have QuickBooks set up today, looking at the profit and loss statement feels very, very far away. So I want to give you a few things that you can pull without having that system set up. Now, I'm not saying it's okay to not have an accounting system. I'm just saying I want you to be able to start today. Okay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. So, um, and this is also something you can have if you have a bookkeeping firm, they can be, they can pull dashboards for you. Like we, we have a service where we, we, we do that. If you have a VA, they can do that. Um, if you have uh, an operations uh, manager or assistant, they can, they can pull these numbers together. So again, if I say all this, and you're like, I don't have time for that. Have somebody do it for you because then you can come in from the CEO perspective and review the numbers. So first and foremost is cash. We do need to know what our cash balance is. But a lot of times business owners will stop there. I want to go a little further. And if you're doing this in Excel, right? First number is cash. The second few numbers is your credit card balances. I want you to know what each of your credit cards are, maybe a line of credit, SBA loan, whatever you have in your business today. I want you to, I want to know what the balance is and then how much an availability you have. Because this is, if an emergency happens tomorrow, I want you to know how much you have to pull from. All right. The next few numbers are really key. Um, how much money do you owe to other people within the next 30 days? This mm, is That's a big one. That's a big one. Um, but you need to know this because if you do not have enough cash in the bank, but you owe the website designer or your contractors or your employees, or you have a large annual subscription coming up, your insurance payment, whatever it might be, you need to know what's coming down the pipeline in the next 30 days. And then the last number is, how much money are you going to be bringing in in the next 30 days? So what contracts do you have coming due that's going to bring cash into your business? And you can net all of this out within a formula in, in Excel. The idea is to see, uh, is to be able to use this as a decision-making tool for, for this next week, right? So this is something I want you to do weekly. So next week, 
when you get shiny object syndrome and you want to sign up for something or you want to go to the next big <laughs> conference or travel or yep. whatever it may be, you're going to look at that dashboard and you're going to say, all right, Mr. or Mrs. CEO, does this make sense? If I don't have a lot of cash in my business account, my lines of credit are, are, and my credit cards are close to being maxed out. I owe a lot of people money and I don't have a lot of, of, of contracts coming due in the next 30 days. You are not to book that new shiny object. However, that's right. if it's the other direction, now we can say, is this worth my time and attention? Right. It sounds so simple when you say it, but I wonder how many listeners out there actually know that info. I mean, especially the what's coming up. I talk to so many wedding planners who for one reason reason or another don't know when their payments are coming in. You know, this is, a, a, I think, one of the bigger problems, especially specifically for planners, is that Somewhere along the line, we got the idea that we were supposed to be charging 50% upfront and 50% like a month before the wedding, but you're typically working with your clients for like a year or more. So that means you get paid twice. Like that doesn't make any sense for cash flow. That isn't how I do it. I get paid almost every month and I space it all out for all the different clients. But the only reason I could do that is because I have a cash flow spreadsheet, right? So I know if you're not using like a CRM, like a HoneyBook or a rock, paper, coin, you won't, it's all very manual to figure out who owes you money and when they, when it's due. Yeah, it hurts my heart when I hear people in this industry that are not that don't have this in some way systematized yeah. um, using some type of software. Uh, there's like we are human, and there's human freaking error, right? Like, <laughs> yes. stop doing this manually. Um, and the other thing I'll say is, I love that you're willing to disrupt the status quo. We all have like always, like hundred percent all the time. Always, I love it. I love it. We need more people to do that. I mean, it, it, imagine if each of us as as business owners decided, I'm a freaking entrepreneur. I can I can build my clients however I want. It doesn't matter how my competitor is doing it. I get to do it this way. I might give an example that's not in the wedding industry. It's in the accounting industry. So when when we started our firm, ninety percent of of accountants they have their time, right? They do the bookkeeping, they do the tax return and they bill afterwards. And then they give clients, you know, 30, 60, 90 days to pay them. I, I, when I started the business, I was like, well, forget it. I'm just going to go bankrupt. I don't need to do this. I said, let me disrupt the industry. Nobody wants to think about how much I'm paying every month. So I disrupted the industry. I did what nobody else was doing, but that put us at an advantage because people wanted to know how much they were mm-hmm. going to pay their accounts every month. They oh, wanted yeah. to, to have a healthy relationship. And so I just give you that as an example. I know it's not money industry specific, but no, but it's a great one. Yeah. Disrupt. I mean, I'll also say this as far as sales go, like when I meet with a client, you know, some of my, some of my higher end wedding clients, their total fee to me is about, is around $15,000. And I only take 25% up front. Sometimes that's what gets me the job. It, it gives me that tiny little edge over someone else. We're like, oh, we don't have to give you half up front. I'm like, no, because I'm not doing half the work up front. So let's just go. We'll do payments like everything else in your life that you pay for by, by month. Right. Mm-hmm. So just a grain of salt for everyone listening. You know, you don't have to do anything the way that anyone else in your market is doing it. So let's talk. Let's talk about looking forward to 2022. I know. Obviously, we're still in the midst of COVID. There are lessons that we've learned. There are lessons that we have yet to learn, which terrifies me, but I know it's true. I know that there are many people uh, in my industry, myself included, who are feeling, I want to say bruised by 2021, (laughs) burnt out, uh, looking to see if maybe there's a pivot in the works or what's next. So how do you budget for 
a time that you can, I mean, none of us can really predict what's happening, but if you look at your business right now and you think, I don't really know that I want to keep making money the exact way I'm making it now, how do you budget through, and I hate to use the word because we've been overusing it, but how do you budget through a pivot in your business? Yeah. So I think that we don't budget for enough in business, in our businesses as business owners, right? Again, if you look at great companies, if you look at, at, at larger companies, and I'm not just saying that we should all act like large companies, but I think that there's lessons learned. There's a reason why they do the things. And we as business owners can learn lessons from that. And these businesses are taking the time every single year to step out of the business and to create a budget and to create a plan. You have to, as the business owner, step out of your business and work on your business instead of in your business all the time. And so this might be a giant pivot. This might be a small pivot. This might be just a freaking brainstorming session. Like, do I have to just keep on running in the same hamster wheel? Like, what do I want to do next year? So you don't have to wait to, like, you might be somebody listening like, oh, I don't really have a pivot. Well, you don't need a pivot. You just need to, you need to take the time to step out of your business and say, Okay, 2022. What do we want to do this year? Right? Where yeah. where yeah. do we want to go? <laughs> like, do do I want to work every Saturday? Probably not, y'all. Do I want to take a two week vacation? Yeah, schedule it in, budget for it. Like, th- this is when we thought when we talk about budgets and finances, and everyone gets so nervous about it. I I just want to remind people that like, doing this work is what gives you freedom. Yeah. 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 So, so schedule the time on your calendar. Um, you, you, you should be able to reach out to your, your bookkeepers um, or your, your finance team, your accounting team, whoever you have in your corner to be able to do this exercise. Um, if you don't, you can simply do this in Excel. Uh, again, I'll give you a few options. If you have QuickBooks or an accounting software, you can run your profit and loss for the last 12 to 18 months and just look at the history. It's really nice to be able to have the history so you can see when you spent money. So maybe you forget about, oh, I have that $2,500 insurance payment in October. Oh, I paid the annual Zoom payment in this month. You know, those those kind of big outliers. Uh, you can look at the seasonality of your, your revenue um, and, and some of your, your, your expenses. And then in Excel, you can plan for the next 12 months. And unfortunately, what I, I see as the downfall with a lot of business owners you know, there's a lot on online and there's a lot on social media about set your revenue goals. Well, cool. How are you going to hit those revenue goals? Right. And so I want you yeah. to take a, right, like go a little further and say, all right, I need to plan my spending because I can't just expect the revenue is going to come in the door. I have to plan for where I'm going to spend money. Is it training? Uh, is it paid advertising, consultants? Am I redoing my website? Am I hiring additional help, right? So if I don't want to work every Saturday anymore, maybe I need to bring on extra help. So I need to hire. Um, so all of those those spending initiatives, I want you to enter them in over the next 12 months. And this is how you plan for a pivot, right? Because once you have your core business laid out, you can start to think about, do I want to add on another revenue stream? Do I want to change the way I'm spending? And then you can add and pivot within the budget. And this will do a few things for you you guys. Once once you have that budget laid out, we hear from our clients all the time. They'll tell us, you know, having this laid out gave me permission to spend. So maybe you're somebody who really hoards money in your business and you never want to let go of the money. 
And this gives you permission to be able to spend it because if you release the money, you can, you can bring money back in. Yeah. That's a great point. Right? Like we forget, like if you're not a saver and you're a spender, like you forget that other people. Yeah, no, I'm a spender. I'm, I'm a total spender. And I was just talking to a friend of mine who is a tax attorney and an accountant. And we were debating the merits of canceling this thing that we both pay for. That's $15 a month. And he and I are at two different ends of that spectrum, which is why I'm bringing up this slight anecdote is that like, in my mind, I was like, it's $180 a year. It's like, whatever. And he was like, I'm cutting it out. I'm running a lean company. And I was like, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I probably could cut it out too. But like my initial reaction was like, eh, it's not that much money. <laughs> right. Right. So for you, it would give you boundaries, right? Right. So, right. So that creates a boundary for you where you could go to your budget and say, hold on, I'm signing up for this but I didn't budget for it. Does this align with my goals? Do I need it? And it creates that boundary around the spending. Right. And also, you know, one of the things that the doing the budget allows is that like, so say for instance, like you said earlier with the credit card, like something comes up, another tiny anecdote, we were at Wedding MBA this year and I was a speaker and um, we were doing like QR codes for all of our opt-ins and like, you know, get the freebie, get the slides. And I was standing on stage, you know, in the middle of presenting and someone's like, the QR code isn't working. It says it's full. And I was like, it's full. I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. And they were like, it says it reached its limit. And I'm standing on stage going like, yeah, that's because I didn't pay for it. Like I used a free resource because I was like, eh, it's a QR code. (laughs) What's the worst that could happen? Right. So of course I'm like, I had that little panic of like, oh man, it's not like not, it isn't going perfectly. So I get off stage and I say to my assistant, like we have to fix the QR code. And in like 10 minutes, she's like, I mean, we can fix it, but it's like 200 bucks. And I was like, just do it one, because I knew we had it, but also because I knew we had that like sort of slush fund in the amount we had budgeted for wedding MBA spending. But had I not known or, or didn't have it, right, I would have been like, well, that was a colossal, like, oops. And so it's important to do even like project based budgets, right? Like mm-hmm. when we go to wedding MBA, there's a certain amount of money that we know we're going to have to invest in that, and so on and so forth. Like styled shoots is another one, like don't go over budget on your styled shoots, y'all, because you're, you're probably never going to make that money back. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Anything that you're doing, you know, traveling for attending a conference, speaking at a conference. Yes. Um, a big thing that I've heard a lot of um, our clients doing this year is team retreats. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, connecting with your team, which I think is amazing. However, before you do that, really laying out what is this going to cost and, and giving yourself that cushion so that if you go over that or or you're under, right, you can celebrate that too. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. Um, let's talk about what about selling a wedding business? Now, again, this is, I think this is pandemic related, but I'm seeing a lot of chatter in the different Facebook groups about like, oh, I'm, I'm letting go of my business or we're closing our business or we're selling our business or, or we're, you know, transitioning into a rental company and selling the the, the planning part. What should we be doing if, if that's on our radar? What should we be doing to plan like early for that? Because I don't think it needs, it can be like, a, oh, let's sell the business this month, right? <laughs> it can, you, not likely to be the situation. Right. Um, we are seeing it a lot right now. This is, we've, we've never seen so many of our clients sell their businesses ever. Uh, and I'm seeing it a lot just within the, within the marketplace. I think that people have done a lot of self-reflection and, have decided what they want from their businesses, from from owning a business and, and where they want to see themselves go. So if this is something that's been tickling the back of your mind, you're not alone. And to your point, you don't wake up one day and say, I'm going to sell my business and just go list it. And somebody's going to pay you a million bucks for it. It doesn't work that way. So I tell every one of our clients, I tell every single business owner, 
that the day you start your business is the day to start to think about selling it. I want you to run your business like you are building it to sell. And here's why. Because most of the practices that you will put into place, you need anyway. They are solid practices. You need to have good bookkeeping practices in place. When you go to sell your business, you'll have to go through a process that we call due diligence. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody's going to come in. Um, they're probably going to have a bank representative or attorney or series of team members who are going to want to see your numbers. They're going to want to see your books. They're going to want to see the documents that support your books. So not just, oh, I invoice this client. No, they're going to want to see the contract for the invoice. And then they want to see how that becomes the cash within your business. They're going to want to see every place that you spend money and why. And then it has to be categorized correctly. Uh, you cannot just put it anywhere within QuickBooks because when they come in to, to, to analyze your books, if you have things miscategorized or not in consistent categories, it's going to place a distrust within your numbers. And as soon as there's that distrust, they're going to pull back their offer or lower their offer. So you yeah. want to make sure the books are really, really clean. Yeah, I, uh, I've i purchased a business, not a wedding business, pre-wedding pre business times. And as the purchaser, I remember feeling very detailed and very like circumspect about every single thing that they were showing me because you're making a substantial investment. And so I love that you say, like the, the day that you start a business, think about, you know, have your mind on, can I sell this? And, and is everything in order so that someone looking into my business from the outside would be like, oh yeah, this is completely clear how this all runs and how this all gets invoiced and how things get paid. And if you haven't had your mind on that, it's not too late to start today. It's not too late. It's never too late. You can always go back. You can always do, you know, that catch up that I mentioned. Most bookkeeping firms can help you with that. Um, you can bring in all of your transactions from the start of your business or just the last year or two to make sure you have super clean bookkeeping. Um, the other big piece that I, this isn't accounting related, but I, I think it's super important um, is to have SOPs, so standard operating procedures. It's really important that when you're selling your business, you're not selling you, right? Right. right. You, if you're selling, you're not going to stay on with the business. And so I want you to learn to separate yourself from the tasks of your business. I, I read the book Built to Sell years ago, and it transformed the way I, I, I run and, and grow and, and build and build my business. And I, and I think it's, it's a testament to putting together the standard operating procedures for somebody else to be able to do everything that you do and everything that every single team member on your team does so that it's replicatable. And so when somebody comes in to buy the business, they don't have to buy you. You don't want right. to be involved uh, with the with the brand of the business. And for me, that that's a lot of the um, difference between the mindset of just a service provider, which most wedding pros are, versus like visionary CEO level thinking, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. Yes. How do you think or how did you do, how did you like change your mindset to go from service provider to visionary? Oh, that's a good one. You know, I think when I read this book, that built to sell book, mm -hmm. it, it really transitioned the way my mind worked and, and how I wrapped my, my mind around it. And I go back to my time as a CFO because I think about my CEO who I worked for. He wasn't selling himself, right? He wasn't involved in every product we sold. He wasn't involved in every service we, we, we offered. In fact, most clients never spoke to him, right? They, they knew who he was, but they didn't know. They, they, they never called him up and said, hey, uh, you know, I need 
I need more um, flowers at my event. Like, right. no, you know, no. They, they didn't have that. And so when I started thinking about my business in that way, it allowed me to step out of the doer to the leader position. And this took time, guys. So I do not want you to feel like I'm up here or we're up here talking from a place of, of it took a long time for me to say, I'm going to hire a team. Yeah. And then I said, all right, I need to create a mentorship program for my team because I need them to know what they're doing. You know, bookkeeping is bookkeeping, but I need them to know bookkeeping, how I do bookkeeping, right? They need right. to know how to analyze a set of books like a business owner, because that's what makes us different is that we look at bookkeeping like business owners, not bookkeepers. I said, but I have to teach them that. So yeah. then we created a mentorship program. Now, when people come in, when people join the team, they go through an entire mentorship program. And so it allowed me to take a step back and I don't have to be with every single client anymore because I can know and trust that my team has the resources that they need and the help that they need to be able to serve our clients in the best way. So start thinking about those SOPs and you can really think of them as mentorship programs so that yes. that will shift your mindset because you're like, I'm training my team to be able to do this. I don't have to do everything, right? Right. And I think even just creating those SOPs puts you in the mindset of a visionary because you have to figure out how to, you know, not only not only explain, but also contextualize the things that you do on the day to day so that someone else can do them. And Oftentimes as service providers, I know, especially in the first couple of years of my business, if you asked me to, to say like, what do you do every day? I'd be like, I don't know, emails. Like I wouldn't, <laughs> I, I didn't really have the context or the workflow uh, in, to do that yet. And I think that's something that you grow, you grow into with your business, especially I think for wedding planners. Yes. And to be patient with yourself, right? Like all of this is, you know, a marathon, not a sprint. It's, a, it's the journey. And, and I think that when, you know, I'm a podcast junkie too, so I'll, I'll listen to podcasts yeah. and I'll hear these ideas <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm missing out. I didn't get that <laughs> message last year. Like, yep. oh shit, like I'm, I'm yeah. behind the game. I, yeah. I need to get there yesterday. Like everybody else is doing this. Like they're not, okay? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so if you are like starting at square one in this conversation, cool, right? Like you heard the podcast, you have the seed planted. Now you just get to take one step at a time and learn and build on that. Um, so it's, it's a, like, it's okay. Right. Like take one yes. thing from this episode and just, just start to build on it. Um, well, and you question. have a great resource for that. So you have this five day video bootcamp. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So we hear all the time from business owners. I'm overwhelmed. I, I don't even know where to start. Right. Like, and this can be anywhere in your bookkeeping journey or your you know, understanding your numbers journey. And so what we wanted to do was create a very simple five day video series that um, has has some Google Docs associated with it. So it has the tools and the information to walk you through how to get started in this journey of understanding your numbers. I love that your dog is also very involved. I'm mean, very much in loving this conversation. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> we love dogs here. Any dog can come sit next to me at any time. Uh, she's a, She is my very vocal golden retriever. Uh, I love it. She also feels strongly about finances. I mean, it's fine. She's your dog. She should. Yeah, she um, so. So the five-day video bootcamp you can find at profitplannerbookkeeping.com slash bootcamp. I'm going to put it in the show notes so you don't have to worry about finding it. But I think it's, if you've listened to this episode and you're like, Renee, there was not enough bourbon. I'm very keyed up now. Go do the five-day video bootcamp because the worst thing you can do now is have heard this podcast and stick your head in the sand. Don't be an ostrich. Be a, hmm, what's, what's the opposite of an ostrich? <laughs> um, be like a bird. Like you want yeah, to like a, a little... oh, like a phoenix. Yeah, I like that. I like, that. like a phoenix rising from your 
previously messy or a butterfly. financial a butterfly. Oh, a butterfly. That's good. Phoenix butterfly. is kind of fiery. Yeah. yeah. Butterfly is a much better imagery. I'm, <laughs> yes. glad, I'm glad we got there. We got there, Danielle. Um. <laughs> but you're right. You have to take action, right? Like, yeah. I, 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 I know I keep using the marathon example, but it's a marathon, right? It's not a sprint. Nobody says yeah. tomorrow, I'm going to go run a marathon. You, you pick a date in the future, you go for a walk today and you get there. And so I want you to do the same thing is just take some action. Um, and build upon the momentum of hearing this show. You were meant to hear this, right? This message, you yes. were meant to press play. You were meant to hear this message. It's just, what are you going to do with it? Uh, yes, Danielle. Amazing. So because we're in uh, the new year now, I have a question for you. This was not planned. So, you know, putting you on the spot. The last two years have been kind of a shit show, as we know, but there's been good and bad parts. What are you most looking forward to about 2022? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, so we've really expanded um, our team um, over the last few years. And I feel so fortunate that um, we have a lot of women who work on our team. And so I've, I feel very fortunate that in this male-dominated industry, I've been able to give so many women an opportunity to really shine in this finance and accounting industry. And they also get to step into their purpose of working with it, with a lot of women business owners. And so I, I'm really looking forward to watching them all shine, right? Like, you know, kind of what we were talking about before, the business isn't about me anymore. The business yeah. is about them. The business is about helping business owners. The business is about transforming entrepreneurship because the more entrepreneurs who know their numbers, the more entrepreneurs are going to succeed. And we directly have this ability to change the economy and where we're going. And, and so I, I love that, that our team gets to step into that purpose with me. And so I'm just excited to see like I'm excited to watch them grow and shine and, and feel that purpose and see how many other business owners we can help, you know, change the mm. world. Change the fucking world. I love it. Uh, my team is all women too. And it's always going to be all women. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. everybody else. Um, <laughs> Danielle, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, come hang out uh, on Instagram. It's kickstart accounting. So I was just talking about my team. They are Posting these really funny reels. I love oh, watching Oh, nice. Them you got into these. reels. Yes. I'm good. a little scared still, but I'm getting there. Well, I don't, I'm not the one doing that. <laughs> I'm still scared too. I'm with you. Uh, they're doing a great job though. Um, so come check and come play on Instagram. Um, Kickstart Accounting. Uh, if you want to see more pictures of the Golden Retriever, Danielle yes. Eden, underscore OH. I'm always play, posting pictures of the uh, the dogs there. And, Love it. Uh, you know, come check out the, the website. It's profitplannerbookkeeping.com. Uh, you can check out the boot camp there and um, you meet the team. And if, if any of this resonated with you and you need help, uh, come book a call. Like our team is here yes. waiting to talk to you. We want to hear about your specific situation. Let's have a strategy call. Let's, let's hear about what's going on in your business and how we can get you uh, in the right direction. Because we just want to be here for you and be a resource. I love it. Danielle, thank you so much. You've made a potentially scary convo, very fun. And I didn't even have, I didn't have, I had no drinks. I just had my giant water bottle today. So if I can do it sober, so can everybody else. <laughs> I'm sober too. So I'm, I'm sober. <laughs> I'm sober like 99% of the time, but I, you know, finance, finances, we get into our feelings about it. It's a new year y'all. So this is the year to reassess your relationship with money, to heal it if need be. And to help get, get people surround, you know, surround yourself with people who are skilled and can help you like Danielle and her team who are here for all of this and who want everyone to just, she said it, we're going to change the world, y'all. 
and we're going to do it this year. <laughs> it's 2022, baby. <laughs> Let's get it. We don't, we don't have that many t- days left. No, I'm just kidding. It's like January 6th. You guys, thank you again for spending your time with us. I know time is the one thing you can't make more of. And so I never take it lightly that you spend it with us. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.